You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And what is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast presented by Boot Crew Media, Ornitos Tequila, and DraftKings. You use the promo code SUS, all caps, when you're playing. Bet $1 on any team to score, win $100 in free bets. DraftKings, 21 or older to play. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now the Saints lose again, and it's getting tiring of having recap podcasts where I'm covering a loss, but it's five straight losses for the Saints. They go from 5-2 and two to 5-7. and seven. And this game, I would say more than the past two or three, felt a little different. Obviously, some of that's because Taysom Hill played. The other half is I think this team had a little bit more grit than usual. But it still results in a loss, and this team is still reeling. And I think it's safe to say someone who's tried to be as optimistic as possible this year, and I, I have tried, the Saints will not be making the playoffs this year. That is that is done. They're 5-7. and seven. They would need to win five out of their last um, – Uh, Four out of their last five games. I don't know if they can do that right now, especially the way they're playing. And that just seems like a tall task. But again, four out of the last five, if they were to win that, they could. But uh, that sounds delusional talk right now. So I don't think they're a playoff team, obviously speaking. And there's a lot to assess. And I think the first thing that you really want to assess after a game like this is Taysom Hill, because that was the main story. Taysom Hill gets to start. Taysom Hill, what can he do in that role? He just got the big contract. And I, you know, I think the easy take today would be to get up here and just bash Taysom Hill and talk about the interceptions and the inaccurate passes. And he struggled. And part of that's the finger part of that's just, he's not a quarterback, but there is the other side that like, I did think it was a valiant effort. I did think as a runner, he was fantastic at over hundred rushing yards. I thought that was his best performance we've seen as a runner. I thought in the first half before the injury finger really just cramped up on him at that point, I thought he was okay as a passer. Obviously, nothing like a James Winston, but I thought he was okay. And it was just some good, some bad, some ugly, and it was a fourth quarter that everything unraveled. Where going into the fourth quarter, he only had one pick. And let's be real, that first pick, albeit a bad read, I thought it was a bad read, the first pick. Kenny Stills also could have done a better job of potentially catching that ball. And I know Sean Payton's got to be fed up with Kenny Stills. And I just feel like regardless of who the quarterback's been, when you throw to Kenny Stills, good things do not happen. It's usually bad things that happen. And I was wrong. A lot of us Saints fans were wrong. We wanted that reunion, and it was terrible. So going into the fourth quarter, Taysom Hill had one pick. I thought it was a mostly clean game, and that's kind of where things unraveled. You had the batted pass or the one that just, you know, the DB hit his hand, and he just threw it kind of weird. That that ball never had a chance on a promising drive there. That gets picked. He had the interception to uh, Trayvon Diggs, which I I thought the whole night he was flirting with that. He had so many passes to Trayvon Diggs that at some point you thought Diggs was going to intercept him. So like that one wasn't a surprise. And then you had the final pick, which was a pick six to one of the defensive linemen. And uh, Watkins made a great play there, but that that's still something that you don't want to see. And Taysom kind of threw that thing pretty low. So there were, there was ugly. There was bad. Uh, but I also thought there was some good. Like I do think he, on running plays, he looked like Taysom. I do think there were some decent passes. I do think he had a nice ball fake on the play action touchdown pass to little Jordan Humphrey. But like at the end of the day, this is who Taysom is. Like, I don't think Taysom is the four interceptions in one game guy. Although, funny enough, everyone's making fun of Jameis Winston with picks and it ends up being Taysom who has, like, the interception galore game. But I think the easy take, like I said, is to bash him and say the Saints wasted money. But I don't know if all that's warranted. I don't think this is the vision for Taysom Hill. And I said coming into this game, and if you don't believe me, there's the clips. I have it all up on my Twitter. I said nothing 
going to this game, nothing was going to change about my opinion of Taysom Hill. Like, I think he's a really, really good football player. I do not think he's a starting quarterback, and I didn't think that he was magically in this second stint as a starter going to become a starting quarterback. Like, I just didn't think that was going to happen. So, for me, when that game happens and he struggles, I don't look at it and go, oh, wow, that, now I got to reassess how I think about Taysom Hill. No, I think Taysom Hill, if you have your starting quarterback and you can move him all over the field, my God, I mean, that that's a really good football player, and you can do a lot with that football player. But right now, with the situation the Saints are in, yeah, this is you're asking for a lot, and I don't think you're going to get what you're hoping for because that's just not who he is. It's it's just not Taysom Hill. So I, I look at this, and I, I think it's whatever. Now, I, I will say, the game all turned on one play, and I thought there were actually two plays, I'll say. The first play was the terrible, and and I mean terrible, the terrible penalty on, on Griffin, the, the blindside block that, like, let's just be real. I, what is Garrett Griffin supposed to do? Like, is Garrett Griffin supposed to let Taysom Hill get blown up by that DB who's blitzing off the edge? Like, I, I don't understand. So, and the fact that Sean Payton doesn't get an explanation for it, I think that's another problem by the league. And I've said this long, you know, for a long, long time. I always think that one of the main issues the NFL has is that referees are part-time employees. And they come in for the game, and then their job's over for the week. That's it. It's done. And there's no accountability. You have the pool report, but they're not really facing like a press conference. And I know some people might be like, well, who the hell wants to watch a press conference with the ref? I think it'd be a little, a little important. I mean, they botched so many calls. Don't you want to kind of know what led them to making that call, what they thought they saw? And why is that play so important? It's 13 to 10 at the time. The Saints just get the ball back after scoring. You feel like they have a chance to wear down a Cowboys defense that's tired. Taysom Hill throws for a first down to Deontay Harris. That play's called back. Now it's first and 21. And that's a death sentence for most offenses, especially for the Saints. Like you, you That is an absolute death sentence for the Saints offense. So first 21, drive stalls. You go back the other way. Dallas has a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Tony Pollard, big run there. And really, Dallas is only good run of the night. That is, that's crazy. Like that, that is where the game shifts. Now there was a second play where the game shifts. And unfortunately, that one's on Sean Payton. The first one, that's on the refs. And that, I don't know which one's worse. I think when it's on the refs, it's worse because it's like, you can't change that. Like refs are refs. And you should expect that next week and the week after and the week after until this damn season's over, you should expect it. And then expect it next season because refs just stink. So I get that. But the third and two in the fourth quarter, down 20 to 10, moving the moving the ball well, they can't stop Taysom Hill when he's running the football. And you call a rollout where somehow, by, and I, I think it was by design. I do not think this was by a missed assignment. This was by design. Micah Parsons was the unblocked guy. Are you kidding me? I I don't get that. That was that that for me. And then it ends up being a 13-yard sack, by the way, out of field goal position, don't get any points, and that just kills your drive. Like, that, that is bad coaching. That's bad coaching. Like, I totally get it. I defend Sean Payton a lot, and I think Sean Payton is in a really bad spot because they don't have offensive personnel right now. I get that. But that's no excuse to come up with a boneheaded play call. I, I don't care if James was the quarterback. I don't care if Russell Wilson was the quarterback. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. I don't care if Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. Who does a rollout where Micah Parsons is the unblocked guy? He's faster than most offensive players. And my God, he had a game yesterday. I mean, that kid, he could win defensive player of the year as a rookie. That's how, that's how good he's been. And at the very least, he will win defensive rookie of the year. But to have him as the unblocked guy, and 
you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Taysom throw it at his feet, get the ball out. And I agree. Like, I thought he should have got the ball out. But, like, then you watch the replay, and it's like it's, it's not that easy because that dude is a wrecking ball coming at you. So the game all shifted there. I thought that's kind of where, you know, things just completely went out of hand. Once that play happened, I thought it was over. And lo and behold, it was. So that, that was, again, another play where the Saints, again, I, I said it on Twitter before I went to bed, and my God, I was exhausted last night. And I was like, you know, part of it is injuries and part of it critical errors and critical situations. And I don't care if you're hurt. I don't care if you have a great roster. If you make critical mistakes in critical situations, you're going to lose a football game nine times out of ten. Probably ten times out of ten. And you saw it there. So Taysom struggled, obviously. I think it you know brings up the question, what do the Saints do next at quarterback? I saw a lot of people asking for Ian Book. I think if Ian Book was good, I thought Ian Book would be active. I don't, I, maybe I'm wrong. I do not think the Saints are keeping Ian Book on the sidelines because they're sheltering him. Sheltering him from what? Like, if he's good, play him. And if he's bad, yeah, don't play him. And I kind of think it's the latter. But I saw a lot of people calling for Ian Book. I'm not against it if you want to see what you have, but I think that's going to be worse than anything we've seen so far. And I think that, like, if you're the Saints, if Taysom Hill feels okay after last night's game and he took a beating, obviously, I think that's who you go with. I think he's the the no-brainer still. He gives you those somewhat special plays in terms of running, and if you could keep the game in a, in a situation where you can still run the football, I, I think you'll be fine. I think that Taysom Hill will make some plays. But, you know, I, I saw a lot of people begging for them to go back to Simeon. I was like, I, I'm okay with that. This was the first week where the Saints game felt competitive. Until the fourth quarter, obviously. And I know it's sad. Like, that's what we've come to. But that I would go with Taysom Hill. I think he makes enough plays in terms of close games, making those runs that, like, all right, stick with him for the rest of the season. I mean, they got no other choice. Unless you want to put Ian Book in, I'm telling you, I think Ian Book's inactive because I don't think he's good. And I, I hope that I'm wrong. I just don't. If he, if he was anyone decent, the Saints would have thrown him in. Don't you think? That, that's just where I'll leave it at that. So let's talk about the defense. Talked about Taysom Hill in the offense more than enough. I thought the defense played well. I thought Lattimore balled out finally, and I was waiting for one of those games. I thought he had a great game. I thought Carl Granderson continues to show, you know, improvements in that starting role, which makes sense. Bigger opportunity. I thought David Onyemata had one of his better games. I thought he made a couple of big hits on, on Dak. I thought Bradley Roby was okay. I thought there were some big plays that he gave up and some big plays that he made. And I kind of expected that you're going up against a great receiving corpse of the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to get got sometimes. And then sometimes you're going to get yours. So I thought that it was a totally okay performance uh, from Bradley Roby. I think the the real issue though, and I don't even think he played bad, but it, this one play was just wild. The Tony Pollard touchdown run. I get that Marcus Williams doesn't want him to cut back. But my God, that was, that was one of the stupidest looking plays I've seen in my life. I know stupidest, you know, whatever, not a word, whatever the hell people are going to say. But that was one of the dumbest plays I've seen in my life. Like that, I get you don't want him to cut back, but you look like you're running in slow motion. You got shit in your pants and like, that's what it looked like. Like you ever have like a really bad, like just that you have that meal that just blows up your stomach and you look like you're waddling to the bathroom. Like that's how he looked like he was running at Tony Pollard and then like, it still resulted in a touchdown anyway. So what if you over-pursuit and you miss? I mean, at least that would have been a better attempt than what you did. So, And it's always Marcus Williams. Like, I, I really do think Marcus Williams is a fine football player. But when something stupid happens for the Saints, it's always Marcus Williams. Like, every single time, it's Marcus Williams. So, 
Again, I thought the defense did its part. I thought Dak Prescott was bad yesterday, like objectively bad. Only like 238 passing yards, only one touchdown. Had that pick to Lattimore. Should have had another pick to Marcus Williams had he got the toe-drag swag down. So I, I thought the Saints defense, yet again, against a good quarterback, they did their job. I thought they did a good job against Josh Allen. I thought they did a good job against Dak. Doesn't matter anyway because you lose because your offense has scored 23 points in the last two games. But this is the life of the Saints right now. They got a good defense, a championship defense, in my opinion. I know people complain about that. They say, oh, this defense is not championship defense. Like, the defense is championship defense. It's 2021, man. This defense is good enough. The offense, obviously, is the problem. Every single week. Every single week. So five losses in a row. I think, you know, the question is kind of where do the Saints go from here? And I feel like I've said that a million times. I'm losing my mind, man. But they haven't won since October 31st. But, you know, I think the easy thing is to say throw out the year like this season's over. But at the same time, like I said, you got to figure out this quarterback situation because... I think this roster is a lot better than people think. Like, I think a lot of people think the Saints' time of being, like, contender is over. Maybe they're right. But I think when healthy, you have a good O-line. I think you have a good running game when healthy. I think you have a talented secondary. That should get better. I think Adebo can take steps. I think Lattimore can be a little bit more consistent, obviously. I think your D-line, again, that's health-dependent. Is Davenport in? Is Turner in? Those are guys that you're going to need linebackers, they're not bad, definitely better than what we saw the last couple of years. So I think for the Saints, they have a lot of the pieces. It's quarterback and receiver. And I think the rest of the team is ready to win now. I think those two spots are terrible positions for the Saints. And again, it's it's a big issue because those are two really important positions in football. Obviously, quarterback's the most important. Receiver has become a lot more important in today's game than it's ever been. It's because some of these guys make incredible catches. Incredible catches. And there's no separation right now. Like, it, it cracked me up during the broadcast. Troy Aikman's just like, oh, the Saints receivers aren't getting separation right now. I was like, you think? Like, welcome to our personal hell, Troy. They have not gotten separation this whole season. But I guess, again, that's what happens when your star receiver doesn't play a game this whole season. Like, that's going to happen. So, Saints need to upgrade at receiver. Like, I don't think, like, just banking on Michael Thomas and the Saints to mend their issues and him come back and him stay healthy is a lot. So, like, that can't be the only solution. That could be part of the solution, but you got to go get another receiver. Like, this is not going to cut it. And before I wrap it up, I want to I talk about a fan thing that's going on. Because I, I can't sit here all day and bash this team over the losses. Like, I, I got other shit to do. Like, I, th- th- this team is, they're not worth a damn right now, unfortunately. But a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people who I follow, a lot of people who I really enjoy talking to on Twitter, they're talking about quarterback. What should they do at quarterback, you know? bring back James Winston? Do they go after Rodgers? Do they go after Russell Wilson? And I've noticed for some godforsaken reason, Saints Twitter has an issue with the idea of the Saints trading for Russell Wilson. I don't know where the hell this came from, and I don't know why the hell this is a thing, but, like, why? What? Like, I saw, a, you know, a couple of days ago, some people just bombarded my mentions about how, like, I have to stop talking about Russell Wilson because the Saints are better off with Jameis Winston. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I'm going to say it again. If the Saints bring back Jameis Winston at quarterback next year, I am totally okay with that. Now that that's been said, if I can trade for Russell Wilson, I would trade for Russell Wilson. And I think there's some people who think he's washed up because he's having a bad season, which I don't know what quarterback's washed up at 33. But it's a new system and a team that he's checked out with. 
and I, and we said this in March, so don't be surprised when it happens in, in December. We said, the minute there's a list of teams that he wants to be traded to, he's he's done. You don't make a list of places you want to go to if you have if you're 100% committed to the place. That that is like being in a relationship with someone and showing them a list. I wouldn't mind being in a relationship with these people. Dude, stay single. Like this for for Russell Wilson, he does not want to be there. So I can see him checking out and I think he has checked out. Clearly there's something off between him and DK Metcalf. And I think for him, it makes sense to go somewhere else. And, I, and again, look at the teams on this list. The Bears, they got Justin Fields now. The Raiders, they have Derek Carr. The Cowboys, they have Dak, Dak Prescott. And then last, but certainly not least, the Saints, they don't have a quarterback definitively on the roster. You can say Jameis, but he's not on the roster for next year as of now. So that's my answer for that. But I've seen so many people say, don't trade for Russell Wilson. I'd rather have Jameis with the assets. And like, that's a fair argument. That argument I like. Like, I like people who actually make logical points. If you're telling me you either rather have Jameis Winston and the first-round picks that you would give up for Russell Wilson over Russell Wilson, now we can have a nice debate. But when you tell me that Jameis Winston's better than Russell Wilson, I have a problem with that. I have a serious problem with that. And, and the age thing, yeah, Jameis Winston is younger than Russell Wilson. So... You want to put the age thing into consideration, fine. These quarterbacks are playing longer than they ever have before. I mean, Tom Brady's going to be 65 throwing touchdown passes. It's just, it's a different game. So yeah, Russ is 33, but I think Russ could play till he's 43. So what the hell does it matter? He would fit the system perfectly. The Drew Brees connections there in terms of what he should know. And I think Sean would be able to operate with him. He gives you that mobility. Solves a lot of problems. and, And again, I remember when Stafford was on the Lions and everyone thought he was, you know, it was washed up time and now he goes to the Rams and now he has struggled the last couple of games. So I will, I will give people that part, but he looked rejuvenated for the first half of the season. You don't think Russell Wilson going to a different team with a better system, with a better coach. You don't think that would help his spirits out. I, I think that would do wonders for him. So I am not against the Saints bringing back James Winston, but I am against fans who think it's a crime to say, Hey, I think the Saints should go after Russell Wilson. Don't you want your team to improve? Like, isn't that the point that we do all this and we watch this team and we hope for certain things? Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. But I I think the Saints are going to make a call and they'd be stupid not to. And if you think that they shouldn't trade for Russell Wilson, let's see what the compensation would look like and then we could talk. But to say under no circumstances, am I giving up said assets? That's my favorite part. Because you don't want them to give up a first-round pick but they're going to use that first round of pick on a position that you don't want them to take anyway. So make your choice like that. You don't want them to trade those first round picks for Russell Wilson. Fine. Just know that first round pick is not going on Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave or David Bell or any receiver that you like. It's not going on him. It's probably going on an offensive lineman, another defensive end. That's going to play five games because they got an elbow injury like that. That's the way this thing gets. That's the way the dice gets rolled. So, I'm not against Winston coming back. I think that would be pretty cool for him. And again, I I thought that he was going to hit that stride before he got hurt. But now he's in the injury. You got that injury coming up. He's got to rehab through it. We'll see what happens. But I think it's ludicrous that people don't want Russell Wilson. I I think that's just crazy. So anyway, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast. Saints drop another game. Now they're 5-7. and I I do actually think they're going to win next week, to be honest. I do think it stops there. They lose to the Jets, man. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But anyway, five and seven. 
That's going to do it. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Sunday without Saints football. That's why it's better for them to lose on Thursday so you can enjoy your Sunday. Get it out of the way. It works out better. But anyway, guys, enjoy your weekend. Thank you for staying tuned uh, to the Straight Up Saints podcast. And stay tuned for more content in the future. I'll preview the Saints-Jets game. And good Lord, if they lose that one, it should be a fun broadcast. That's for sure. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast.